What's going on, Steelers Nation? Inside the electric factory for the next two hours, Euler Emotes in the big boy studio today for Sans- Stan Saverin. Let me let me get my enunciation correct oh, here. Yeah. Who, who, who's that guy I you're can't naming? mess up the Godfather's name or I'll have a fish head in my freezer when Not I get home. Not in the Godfather's studio either. You know better than that. <laughs> Euler Motes with you here for the next two hours on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Blitz. You know what that means, Motsi. What does that mean? The phone lines are open today. Oh, you done messed up now. It's lit. Whew. 412. Wait, I got to make sure I get this phone number. <laughs> I did like three radio shows on three different stations yesterday. I got to make sure I get this number right. 412-919-1316. Those are the digits to dial anytime between now and 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Arthur Motes and I will take your phone calls. We got our guy Greg producing for us. He will Uh-oh. get you up and on the board. But you can also tweet the show. You know, if you're at work, you're doing something where you can't call in, get at us on the dot com. No worries. But, but not if you're driving. We don't want you switch. Yeah, don't tweet and drive. Let's just throw that out there. We uh, The only thing you're allowed to do on your phone while you're driving is, of course, get on the Fox Bet app and Ooh. make last second sports bets before you leave the state of Pennsylvania because. <laughs> Because you're about to drive through West Virginia, and you're like, wait a second, I got 20 miles here to get my bets in, and then I'm going to be out of range. I know a guy that has done that. Speaking from personal experience, I know a guy, very familiar with him, that has done that on multiple occasions. Yeah, he might have even been a guy in the studio who was telling a story about that this morning. He might be a former athlete. (laughs) But yeah, if you're you're driving, don't tweet us. uh, But if if you are at work, if you're hanging out at home, can't get on the phone lines on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at TheBody52. TheBody. For a lot of reasons, Motsi, to me, I don't know, it's just a weird Ravens week. Uh, the holiday mm-hmm. is, is certainly part of that, without a doubt. It, it's a normal grind, a normal schedule for the athletes. They st- we've talked about this on the show before, right? Just because it was Christmas on Wednesday didn't mean the Ravens and the Steelers had off. They were still practicing. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing on Tuesday, same thing yesterday. It, it, it's a weird week, though. I think just... From the like the tangible fan standpoint, right? Because of the holiday, because there's so much else going on. And then I think, too, just because the stakes of the game, right? The Ravens not really having anything to play for. The Ravens resting some guys. While at the same time, it's not just a win-and-you're-in scenario. It's not that simple for the Steelers. Correct. It, it's, it's a weird Ravens week. Yeah, without a doubt it is. Um, well, first off, like you said, the things that you touched on in terms of the Ravens already having secured what they need secured. That's a big part and, of it. Yeah. Certainly. Because most of the time when these two teams are playing, there are still division stakes on the line, playoff uh, berths on the line and things like that. But in this particular case, that's not there. But don't think that this game is not going to have the same type of juice. When you just talk about everything that is at stake in terms of the Ravens know if they beat the Steelers, it's pretty much over for those guys. Oh, yeah. You don't think they want to do that? You don't think that they remember what happened to them, what, three years ago, Christmas, at Hinesville? You don't think they remember that? I mean, twice now, the Steelers have been the, the main reason why yeah. they haven't made the playoffs. In recent history. Absolutely. So that's a lot of those guys still on that same roster. They remember that. You don't think if you're the Steelers, you don't remember seeing them knock out one of your players cold? You don't think they remember that? Mason a couple months Rudolph, ago. Absolutely. You don't think they remember that? No. You remember all of that. And trust me, in this rivalry, it doesn't matter who is out there. You still have that bad blood. You still know this is the team that you just genuinely don't like and that you want to beat on any occasion. And let's also talk about how it's a couple years ago, but they had Ryan Mallett out there, and they were injured and beat up and bruised. Mm-hmm. And they definitely beat us. Mm-hmm. And we were at full strength. We were healthy, good to go. But because that's the type of game it is, 
you throw out the records, you throw out who's out there because you know whoever they put out there on that field, they're going to be competing to beat Pittsburgh. They are going to have that mentality. Yep. They want to ruin our season regardless of what, regardless of how bad we're doing or what adversity we've had to face this season. They want to beat us. Right. Period. Because And the film's mutual. <laughs> no doubt. And it's, you know, it's the joke we have. People don't ask how. They ask how many, right? It's kind of along those same lines in the sense that Eight years from now, right? 12 years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, whatever it may be, a little ways down the road, when people look back, right, when they go, ah, you remember that 2019 NFL season? Yeah, I remember that Lamar burst onto the scene. Mm-hmm. Ah, Ben was hurt for the – yeah, let's go back and look. They'll go back and look, and they'll see, right, that either the Steelers kept their season alive with a win against the Ravens yes, or that the Ravens ended the Steelers' season. Mm-hmm. And that'll be it. It won't be, oh, yeah, but the Steelers had X, Y, and Z injuries, and all oh, the Ravens were – nope. Ten years from now, it'll just be – Oh, yeah. Remember back in 2019 when the Ravens without Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. kept the Steelers out of the playoffs? Uh, it's, it's it's a rivalry. It's a game that has that type of magnitude still. Absolutely. And I think that is rare when you talk about the NFL because there's so many times where rivalries don't have the same meaning at this level because yeah. of the business side of it. Sure. But this is one of those rivalries. Think Cowboys, Redskins. Think uh, Packers and Bears. Think um, – let me think. Who else? Patriots and Ravens a little bit, Patriots mm-hmm. and Steelers as well in terms of how those rivalries have been. Like, this is one of Colts those and games. Colts Texans. Seahawks and 49ers. Like, yeah. it's one of those games that regardless of who is out there, you know these two teams don't like each other. These two teams want to beat the crap out of each other, and they want to ruin that other team's season. That's just how it goes. So I think in all of those things, man, in this day and age – to still have that element, to still have that type of intensity, that type of feeling that not only on the field, but it translates to the fan bases as well. Let's be real. Oh, the fan bases the genuinely fan base dislike each other. Oh, like, without a doubt. I love that. That's that's the beauty a nasty purple. of these rivalries right here. That's the only purple I don't like. I can't stand Raven purple. I don't like crab cakes. Mm-mm. I don't like... I don't know what else they're known for in Baltimore. Michael Phelps, don't like him. Can't, can't stand him. Can't em. stand him. Who swims anyways? No, and I like how you bring that up, too, because I know there's going to be a real, and I'm, I know you've been in these situations before, there's going to be a real onus from the Steelers, right, to be singularly focused, mm-hmm. right, to steal the Mike Tomlin term. Be singularly focused, all right? Just win the game, and we'll, we'll, we'll see how the, everything else shakes out, right? But if we don't win the game, nothing else really matters. It, Ravens fans... Uh, they're not going to let that fly. They're going to oh, be not at all. Particularly the Ravens fans that are, you know, good seats on the Steelers sideline. They're mm-hmm. going to be screaming, "Hey, Titans just took a 10-3 lead." Right. Like it's the that animosity, that kind of, you know, the hostility, the again, the the nameless gray faces type of thing where it's our logo versus your logo, right? Throw out the records, throw out the situations, throw out all that stuff. It's us versus you. We don't like you and Even if the stakes are high, even if the stakes are low, we still want to rub it in your face. No question. And trust me, they're going to be planning up. I mean, from the time the Steelers land in Baltimore, they're going to be hearing it from the hotel staff, from the Uber drivers, the restaurants you might go to. It's going to be out there. They're going to be chirping. They're going to have that conversation going on and on and on. And like you said, when you're in the stadium, you want to see the Ravens fans go crazy. Let the Titans do anything positive in their game yeah. versus the Texans. That's going to be playing on the jumbos, Tron. Oh, like, they're going to have that's the score gonna everywhere. Do. The fans yeah. are going to be screaming it. I mean, even from personal experiences, when we played the Browns in a very similar situation and it was Jets versus Bills and we needed Bills to beat the Jets, what, 95% of that game, the Jets were winning, and they would play the highlights, flash the scores all the time. And you're just like, really? 
Like, that's what we're doing right now. And then <laughs> everything changed when the Ryan Fitzpatrick interception changed the, changed the tide. And then the Bills got a touchdown. And then you see black and gold go mm-hmm. nuts. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's going to be – there's – there are cool – you know, those type of moments, they they do have a unique, a rarity, like a cool scene about them, right? Like last year at Heinz Field when all the Steelers and the fans stayed in the that stadium yeah. to sit there and watch the end of the Browns and the Ravens game. And you got the shot of Juju sitting on his helmet as Baker, freaking Baker Mayfield. Yo, boy. Th- throws that interception. <laughs> oh, quick side note, right? Last night, you know, right? I, we always do the uh, Baker, like the Oklahoma thing. Yeah. Last night I was doing that show at the clubhouse with Wolf and Tim Benz. Mm-hmm. And we come back from a break, and Tim Benz plays a Marquise Brown highlight, and Ooh, then and then Hollywood. asks and then asks me a question about him, and I said, Benz, I, I can't answer. I didn't even hear the question you just asked because I'm having PTSD <laughs> from Marquise Brown catching 300 touchdowns against the Mountaineers over the last few years. But those those kind of unique scenes, right, where it's a bunch of people trying to get a job done on the field while also kind of scoreboard watching. And then you've got the whole fan element as well of it too. Obviously that's ramped up when it's Ravens Steelers and there's that extra animosity there. Uh, Gregory asked a good question on Twitter at Wesley Euler at the body 52. The body. He said, I will do anything to go seven or uh, nine and seven and make the playoffs. What can we do to help? What can I do? <laughs> Hey, man, you first off got to cut your eyelids because if you're feeling nervous in any way, shape, or form, we can't have that. No blinkers on this organization, no blinkers in this fan base. So that's the first thing. Second thing is you got to shave half your head off. (laughs) Just half the hair, not the full head, just half of it. Because that, it shows the commitment to the team. And the guys feed that. They feel that, they feed off of it. So shave half your hair off, cut your eyelids off, and you'll be good to go. I like this point from Tyler, too, uh, asking about running 11 personnel, running the ball specifically Mm -hmm. out of 11 personnel. Uh, Tyler said, it feels like when we bring in Zach Banner and two tight ends, we show our hand. Mm -hmm. You saw that against the Jets. Uh, The Steelers brought in two tight ends and Zach Banner and lost yards. That's that's a a beautiful assessment. It is. I'll tell you from personal experiences, this is why I was a little surprised with the amount of Zach Banner and the bigger body personnel that we've been getting as a defense at the NFL level, especially around, I'll say, 2013, 2014 is when the shift really happened. Anytime you bring a fullback on the field, anytime you bring an extra lineman on the field, defenses we were taught to make checks to blitz it because two things if it's a run you're running at that guy you're never going to bring the big body in to run away from him so you know okay bring pressure that way but then also if you try to go pass action out of it now you're getting one of your better pass rushers on their weakest o-line because he's not good enough to be the starting tackle sure so now you take advantage of it it's a double-edged sword so if you see the extra alignment out there, now you know you're bringing the blitz. It's hard to run the ball into the blitz. Typically, you want to run away from the blitz or throw into it. Right. But when you're blitzing it now, the way that the teams can scheme it up, it puts you in a bind, especially if you have a young quarterback out there. So I do agree with sometimes going with the lighter personnel, 11 personnel, uh, pony, which is uh, 20 personnel, yeah. two backs, no tight ends, no uh, fullbacks, those type of things. Because when you go 21 personnel, two backs and a tight end, when you go 22 personnel, two backs, two tight ends, when you go 12 personnel, but it's 12 heavy, meaning yeah. that one of those extra, one of the two tight ends is an extra old lineman, it tips your hand drastically. And as a defender, we love it because now it's more so you're not trying to trick me. You're trying to say you're more man than me. But when we're blitzing you now, 
depending on the stunt that you use with the extra uh with the outside linebacker the movement that you can get on that extra old lineman now you're going to still create a lot of chaos in the backfield and the, the runner back is not going to have the lanes that he needs or the time that he needs so i was surprised by that and a lot of times coach Tommy would tell rosie nicks this when he was healthy he would say look man you attract flies meaning when i put you on the field we're bl- people are going to blitz around this because that's what we're taught to do on defense. Sure. So you either make it worth my while to put you in or you're going to have to find something else to do. Because if I'm bringing you out there and we're getting negative plays, right. I and you're can't losing use your you. matchup. I, right. Yeah. So that's I, I can't use you. And if I don't have a need for you, then you don't have a need. It's no space for you on this team. So those are some of the reasons why you would see Rosie learn how to split out a little bit. You see him start pulling and blocking in certain ways, but make sure he's always getting that moving because he knows if they put me out here for 10 plays and seven of them are negative, what's that saying? We're going to have to get away from that package. So with Zach Banner, similar conversations being had. Until you're the starting tackle, if you're not getting that moving that we need, if every time I put you out there is negative plays, well, now we're going to dial you back a little what bit. What are we doing here? Right. Yeah. So those are some of the conversations that have definitely been had and will continue to be had as long as this situation continues to be negative right now. And I think particularly against this Ravens defense too, right? Because they see so much of that every week in practice. Mm-hmm. Those big sets, those three tight end Absolutely. sets. They've seen that all season. Absolutely. And that's... Those are some of the challenges that you face when you're doing these type of things. But I will say this. The way you combat that, you have to be able to have some of that short to intermediate passing attacks. The teams that necessarily can't line up right in front of you and just power you off the ball, the way you still can... I guess have positive plays from a rushing standpoint, you start to dink and dunk. You start to get some of these quick hitting pass shots because now as a defender, you can't just crowd the box like that. You have to respect that, okay, even though it was only a three-yard pass, a four-yard pass, those still add up. You get two or three of those, now we're sitting at a first down or we're sitting in a very favorable third down situation. Right. So those are some of the things that you do to combat that. Now this team for the Pittsburgh Steelers hasn't been very successful on first downs this season. They struggled early on, so now you're stuck in second and long situations, and now you're trying to get back on track. Puts you in bad, bad uh, situations because now you're pressing. So and you're though, predictable. Right. So those are some of the things, and especially with young quarterbacks. So that's the issue, though. When you have young quarterback play or inconsistent quarterback play, you put yourselves in binds a little bit. And that's why we always talk about the quarterback position being so important. Because you have to have a guy that can operate early in the cadence, early in the in – the, uh, in the, in the series or whatever, mm-hmm. to get those positive plays going. Because once you get a couple of positive plays on a first down or a second down. That's well, contagious. Right. Yeah. And now and now before you know it, that defense, once they're out there for six plays. They got their hands on their Absolutely. And sucking air. But if all they got to play is three snaps, they're good. They're great. Right. We've <laughs> seen that, that from the Steelers this yeah, year. When and that that's defense is fresh, good, yeah. good luck. So, so you have to figure out ways to move the ball. You have to figure out ways to get the teams going one way and doing another. A team that does a great job of that, the San Francisco 49ers. They are the king of misdirection runs, play action, West Coast offense. Yep. Teams that don't have the personnel to just overpower you, that's what you go to. But like I said, with them – with Garoppolo, he's efficient, highly efficient on those short to intermediate passes. With the Steelers, they've had some issues in terms of their accuracy in those departments, and that's a bigger part of the reason why they've struggled in terms of being able to run the ball and keep drives going. 
Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler in for Stan Saverin today, double dipping on ESPN Pittsburgh and SNR. That means we've got the phone lines open, 412-919-1316. We'll get to some calls next. I see Juan on the board right Juan! there. Stay there, Juan. We'll get to you when we return. And also, Motsy. What's up? You know, we didn't have the show yesterday. Yeah, because you big timey. You went on to the network. I was like, whoa, look at this guy here. So one thing that I wanted to make sure to carry over from Thursday, right? What? What? Three what? guarantees. I got to give you these three guarantees. Oh, man. So far, your three guarantees have been below the line. Yeah. Not varsity. But let's keep it going, man. <laughs> it's a new week, baby. It's a new week. Time, time to turn week. the page. <laughs> Glass half full, baby, always. <laughs> 412-919-1316, the digits to dial. Or you can get at us on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at the body 52 The Inside the Electric Factory, you're listening to Steelers Blitz on ESPN Pittsburgh and SNR. Just a jam-packed week of football. Uh, we got bowl games on the TV right now, Motsi. Gotta up, love it. Up in the big house today. Gotta love it. On ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. What is it? Temple and UNC we got on now. Trash versus trash, the usual. Pull games all day. Hey, man, hell to pit. They got that dub last night, man. Makes, they did. They, they made people happy here. What a game. Makes people happy last night, man. You know, that is part of the beauty of bowl season is that, yeah, I the mean. gambling. You've got six and six and seven and five teams squaring off, but. At least it's sports on my TV last night. You know, I mean, yeah. what, else, what else am I going to be watching? Right. Do you want me to bet on women's tennis? I mean, that works, too, if I you're mean, in, if you're into that. Somebody in this studio has been known to bet on women's <laughs> tennis. <laughs> and his name does not start with a W. <laughs> but he gets a lot of W, so shout out to women's tennis. <laughs> there we go. It's all about finding your niche. Hey, man, your whatever niche? it takes what to be it? successful. I've never known that. Is it niche? Is it niche? What, how is it proper? I, I say niche. Okay, me too, because yeah. I'm not I'm not hoity-toity. Yeah, I, I don't know. I thought it was because I'm from, I'm from the South, so that's why. Ooh. You never know. From the South. South. 412-919-1316 on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at DaBody52. DaBody. Got some phone calls here we're going to get to in just a second, but Arthur Motes wanted to make sure we get the guarantees in this uh -oh, week. Whoa, uh whoa. -oh. All right. Normally we do this on a Wednesday, but a little. No, actually we do it on a Thursday, but it's cool. We do. Yeah, sorry. See, my, that's what I mean. This is a weird week. My days yeah, are all man. thrown off. I, don't, I keep I don't thinking like today is Thursday. Listen, I don't like when you throw off my days because we yeah. already know Wednesdays is for best of the West, so we can mm -hmm. debate, and then I'll take you inside to play. Mm -hmm. Thursdays is when we get three guarantees and. Three questions. Three questions. Mm -hmm. We're going to skip the questions today. Because I ain't going to answer your question anyways. Let me know. That's right. Yeah, my friend. And I just, you know, I just didn't do all the prep work. Or yeah, my friend. Three guarantees. All right. I, I've got three for you here, obviously, hence the three guarantees. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to bounce back here, Motsi. All right. Uh, it's been a lot of been a lot of one out of three for me, you know, which, hey, if I was a baseball player and that was my batting average, I'd be OK. I'd be pretty good if I was hitting 333. But unfortunately, I'm not. I'm a radio host. Mm. So I got to do a little bit better here. All right. So I kind of went with some non-traditional guarantees. All right. Uh -oh, uh oh. So here's what I got for you. All right. The first one, I guess. It is non-traditional, but I think I'm still putting myself out there a little bit on this one. This is kind of my bold one. We're going to see three different quarterbacks under center at some point on Sunday, right? So Doc Hodges is going to start. RG3 is going to start. But we are going to see, whether it be Trace McSorley, whether it be Baxton Lynch, we are going to see three different quarterbacks take snaps. And I'm, I'm not talking like wildcat snap to a running back. I'm talking three different quarterbacks are going to take snaps Sunday afternoon at M&T Bank. 
First off, I'm not a fan of that guarantee. I feel like that's like a you had insider information, i.e. Harbaugh saying that I plan to let Trace McSorley get some snaps in the game. We'll see. If you wanted to get bold. Well, they could be Wildcats No, no, no. If you wanted to get bold, four. if you really wanted to make a guarantee, you would say I would see four different quarterbacks. I'm talking two for each team if you really wanted to get bold. But you're scared. Don't get scared today, man. Come on, man. You can't live in your fears. Don't live in your fears. Listen, every time you do this to me, right? Don't live in your fears. Like last week when you you convinced me to take the Bears and eight points, even though I knew the Chiefs were going to beat them by two touchdowns. It happens, bro. We're going to see three quarterbacks. Man, make it four. Don't get scared. How about stand up? Stand up on the box. Take your shirt off, beat your chest, and say four. Three and a half, I'll take the under. Oh, stop it. (laughs) Uh, Guarantee number two. This game is going to be over in two and a half hours. It's going to be quick. One oh, of the yes. fastest NFL games mm. of the year. The Ravens are going to keep the ball on the ground. The Steelers are going to keep the ball on the ground. <laughs> I, I, it's going to be a low-scoring game, and it's going to like if you thought I thought the, the Jets game was pretty quick last mm-hmm. week. That was less than three hours. I think it was like it two was. hours and forty yeah. minutes, something like I that. I wasn't complaining. It was dope though. I was not complaining either. It kind of harkens me back to the old days when football yes. games were all two and a half Absolutely. hours long. Uh, two and a half hour game tops. It's going to be a quick one. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Obviously, when you're talking about the Ravens, that's their style of play anyways. And even more so now that RG3 is going to be back there, he's not as dynamic as a passer as Lamar is. So definitely look to see more of the running attack. And then from the Steelers' standpoint, when you're talking about the inefficiencies, the inaccuracies, the shortcomings that have happened due to the high volume of passes and stuff like that, and especially when you have Duck out there who's accounted for six interceptions in the past two games, I think you will see a more focused effort on establishing the run. But my issue is this. I don't know how well they're going to be able to run the ball against the Ravens' defense. It's very stout. I know Brandon Williams isn't going to be out there, but they still have a ton of talent. And for me, I don't think that this Steelers offense is going to be able to just move the ball, just line it up and run, run, pass, run, run, pass. They're going to have to get creative. They're going to have to throw it a little bit more if they want to be successful. So with that being said, I do think it'll be a two-and-a-half-hour game, but I do think the Steelers are going to have to throw it a little bit more than they would like to. I do too, and you just got into some good minutia there in the sense that it's going to be tough to run the ball. Yeah. It has been against this Baltimore team all year. Then when you look, and it seems like Jason Peters and Marlon Humphrey are still going to play. Mark, Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters. <laughs> you, you, all your Philly guys. You love your Philly guys. You always name Philly guys. <laughs> Talking about, I'm not an Eagles fan. No, I don't love the Eagles. And they beat your Cowboys last week. They're not my Cowboys. Uh, Jason's brother, Marcus. Marcus Peters and, and Marlon Humphrey. <laughs> Listen, we know what these two, I mean, you could... Uh, Along with the Steelers, I think, right there in the discussion for best cornerback tandem yes. in the National Football yes, League. without a doubt. Those two are outstanding. Now, granted— Well, and technically, they, they got two pro bowlers. It's true. It's true. For better or worse. And Earl Thomas is not going to play. That's been stated. And and who knows? It could be maybe Peters and Humphrey end up playing the first half. Yeah. Maybe they come out sometime in the third quarter, something like that. But that's where I get worried because, like you said, I agree with you, especially with James Conner out and with Marquise Pouncey out— it's going to be a challenge to run the ball consistently. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be tough to throw the ball, too, as well, with both of those corners still in the game. Mm-hmm. Be- because of that, my final prediction, and I think this one's pretty bold. I think you'll give me some credit for putting oh, myself out man. on the limb here. Here we go here. No offensive touchdowns in this game. Mm-hmm. That is guarantee number three. No <laughs> offensive touchdowns for either team. 
How about that? Uh, I do. How about I, that? So let's talk about that. I like that guarantee a lot, actually. But unfortunately, I can't commit to it because, unfortunately, on top of my unfortunateness that I just talked about being unfortunate about, I do think the Ravens will get a touchdown. And I think it will happen off of the Ravens getting the ball on a turnover on the short field. And we saw last week versus Sam Darnold, even though he's not an elite player yet, he's not a top-notch quarter, he's still highly inconsistent. The thing is, when you give offenses multiple opportunities on short fields, when you give this offense multiple times to get the ball, yeah, they're going to score. Now, granted, they did on the opening drive, and it looked great. But you know these teams at this level, you can't continue to give them multiple opportunities with the ball, especially on short fields. And we've seen it the past two weeks in terms of the multiple turnover games. But we said overall, yeah. what, 22 straight games with the turnover or giveaway fire offense. 22 straight games. That dates back to Ben as well. So it's not just a Duck mm -hmm. and Mason issue. 22 straight games. And then of those games, you can do the math on how many of them were multi-turnover games, meaning that it wasn't just one interception. It wasn't just one fumble. Too I mean, many. We had five turnovers <laughs> two weeks ago. Then we had two turnovers this past game. I mean, multiple and occasions. And a turnover on downs at the right, end of the game as well, Multiple too. occasions, we've put the ball on the ground or threw it to the, to the wrong person numerous times in the game. So with that being the case, I feel like any above or any average, any just NFL just average offense you give them the ball multiple times, multiple possessions, extra possessions, they're going to find a way to score a touchdown. And for me, I think they will get one touchdown due to one of those turnovers. Unfortunately. I saw a stat, I think it was maybe Brooke Pryor from ESPN who tweeted it out, that in Duck's last nine series, I think it was, mm -hmm. there's like five turnovers, mm -hmm. three three and outs, mm -hmm. and a turnover on downs. It it's not bad. good. It's not good. But I will say this, though, man. Watching Duck on film, some of his turnovers, when I watch him, I see what he's trying to do. But his ball placement is still what he needs to work on. And the funny thing is, I know people initially said that, you know, that's the thing that he does well. He has great touch, and people love that. But in particular, that interception that he threw to Jalen Samuels, we talked about how Juju Smith-Schuster was open in the flats, and then he wheeled up, he was still open. We talked about how Deontay Johnson was coming from the backside of the formation to the front side in his man-to-man -man coverage. So just by leverage alone, he was open with space to run. That's two options that you catch it, they have a chance to run, potentially score because they're the ball's like the 20. But the throw that he makes to Jalen Samuels, it reminded me of the throw he made to uh, Deontay Johnson the week prior to mm. uh, that got picked up by Tre Davis. Now, one was a deep out. This one was a, uh, a corner route. But the same issue was the ball placement. He placed the ball on the receiver's inside shoulder, leaving it where the defender had a chance to make the play to get an interception. If he puts the ball on the outside shoulder, now it's either a completion or the, the, the defender is either having to commit pass interference to get to him or worst case, absolute worst case, it's a pass breakup. The defender dives across and pass. makes a one hand. Yeah. Like, But those are the little minute details that at this level mean something. We talk about how a lot of people just say, oh, man, the details, it's, it's, it's just football. Just go out here and play. It's like, no, the details of ball placement, right shoulder to left shoulder at this level are critical. Particularly when you're dealing with young wide receivers Absolutely. as well, too. Absolutely. They're critical. 
Because if you don't put it on the right shoulder for these guys, Deontay, Jalen Samuels, they're not on that level where they can just go back and just make that type of play. They need it in the right place. And these defenders at this level, they make you pay for those errors. They make you pay when you put the ball in the wrong spot. And we talked about how early uh, during his three-game winning streak that the, the Steelers were on with him, how he would get away with some of that stuff, and it gives you the false sense of confidence that, oh, it really doesn't matter which shoulder you're putting it on. These guys can go make these plays. And the whole time we're saying that a lot of time that's inac uh, inadequacy by the defense. Like, they're just not doing their job at a varsity-like level versus a varsity opponent, though, which we've seen now versus Buffalo, which we've seen now versus the Jets, and which you're going to see versus the Ravens. All of those details matter a lot. So that's something that I like the reads that he's making sometimes because I see the vision in terms of what he's trying to do, but he has to operate with more detail. And until he does that, you're going to see these struggles continue. And that's a challenge for any young quarterback. No question. Particularly an undrafted one who was cut out of training camp who's been – a starter and then yanked and then a starter again. It's certainly a lot for a lot of moving parts for duck and company to handle. And hopefully they can, uh, you know, start to piece some of that together this Sunday against those Baltimore. Rons. But I like how you didn't want to go for that guarantee of uh, no more Steeler offensive turnovers. Can't do it. <laughs> Fool me once. It actually shame on you. fooled you 22 times. Fool me 17 times. Shame on me. Because you've been still – you were riding with him even last week. And, and you looked at me like, oh, this is the week. You said the week before, this is the week. And then I think the week before, they said, this is the week. Had to stop at 21. You know, <laughs> once once you buy, once you go over 21 and bust, I mean, the hand's it's over. over. Okay. The hand's <laughs> over. I thought you were just going to keep riding this thing out until next season. <laughs> I need a new hand. New deck of cards here. Let's Can reshuffle. I get a reshuffle? Let's I, I, reshuffle. Don't, I don't like this dealer. I need a new dealer. 21. <laughs> let's, let's reshuffle here. 412-919-1361 one, and CR. Stay on the lines. We'll get to your reaction when we return at Wesley Uller at the Body 52 on Twitter. You just rushed me like that, bro. You don't rush me. You weren't rushing me. You, you were rushing me. It's usually like... At Wesley Euler, at the body 52. The body. On the Twitter.com. Thank you. I don't like it. You, you get up here in this new studio and you act all brand new, man. You throw in your radio voice. You got your radio hair. This is crazy My today, man. radio hair. I just don't know what to do with you up here, bro. Well, I know what we'll do next. Uh oh Sing some songs. Okay. So, so you sing in the studio? I wasn't sure how that worked. Oh yeah, we got the this, this nice. Microphone. I mean, the acoustics in here are nice. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I don't know, but I, yeah. I I think Mariah Carey laid down some tracks in here once upon a time. Hey man, I think you're better than her, anyways, bro. Well, Do you want me to get you like some warm like chamomile tea or anything like that? You need anything, bro? No, nah, maybe maybe just a little hair gel. Okay, you know? and I, I get you like a fancy, so you don't sweat. I get the flow on point. I got you, bro. You're like a John Mayer. <laughs> we'll sing some songs and we'll get to your reaction when we return. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, The Electric Factory, having some fun in for Stan Savern on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Euler and Motes in for Stan Saverin, the godfather today, double dipping on ESPN Pittsburgh and SNR. Uh, I should say, if there's anybody out there in the audience, because this is probably happening right now, who might not be familiar with Motesy and I, we do a show this same time, normally on Steelers Blitz as Stan Saverin, noon to two. You can find us on SNR talking all things Stillers and football. Thanks for listening, for making us a part of your holiday season. 
Arthur Motes. What's we're gonna, up? We're going to do some some sing-song here. We're going to get to some phone calls we here. We sing? When did we start doing that? Is this new? Nine weeks ago. Is this new? Ten weeks ago. Oh. Right about the time that the Steelers started winning all those games in a row. Oh, I didn't know that. Now, unfortunately, we have been blamed for maybe some of the struggles mm. of the last couple weeks. Mm. But again, we cut our eyelids off. We don't blink in the face of adversity. We'll have... Here we go. Week 17, Baltimore. It'll be the first official Baltimore Ravens song, Motsi. So I got some I got some things cooked up in there, all right? Hold on, no, no, no. This one has started. It started, but there wasn't music, and it was just like one verse, and it was all okay, ad-libbed, okay, you know okay. what I mean? So this is a real three-verse. Okay. Had some time to put a little thought into it. Okay, okay. So you're coming to the battle prepared is what you're telling it, exactly. me. Exactly. And, and right. hey, you know, sometimes the best radio happens when you're just kind of going off the cuff and well, having well, fun. We'll go to work then, B-Rabbit. I like it. But we will go to work here you in a few your, minutes. You got the hoodie on like it's 8 Mile, bro. That's I like true. It. If I would have just dyed bleach blonde my hair before yeah, I came spaghetti, in here. Spaghetti, spaghetti. Why you got to tell everybody I'm dressed like a bum today? You're not dressed like a bum. you just dressed like Hair's Eminem and. and Eight mile, you know. Hair's looking good. Mm-hmm. Are you there's like a little skelly on top of it, bro? Spaghetti, spaghetti. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I uh, I did want to get to some reaction here before we sing. And David asked me, and this is this is a good question. And this is one of those like after the season. You say everything's a good question, though. I'm messing with you. <laughs> At least the ones that I read on air. Uh, this is a really good. Like we could spend more time on this once the season's over when we get into OTAs and and owners meetings and all that stuff. This is a good segment filler. But I do like this question. Uh, you're a general manager. Picture mm-hmm. yourself as a general manager of a new expansion franchise, right? Oh, okay. So, like, the Portsmouth Virginia Motes. All right, I like it. Let's go. The Portsmouth Motes. I got you. The, right. the Morgantown Wild Wild Wests. There we go. I like I like where this is going already. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, and you get to pick one player from each team to make your roster. Oh, one player from each team? One player from each team in the National Football League. Whoa. He wants to know who's our pick from the Steelers, and then who would we pick from the rest of the teams. Now, the rest of the teams is where it would really get into a longer discussion. Yeah, that's tough. From the Steelers right now. It would be one of the young guys on the. It would be. It, no, it, no, most it can't be, be one T- of the young guys. You got to pick one TJ guy. Watt. TJ Watt. TJ Watt. I would consider Devin Bush. I would consider Mika Fitzpatrick. But I'm going TJ Watt. I have my pass rusher taken care of for the next seven, eight, nine years. I'm going TJ Watt. Hmm. It's got to be a young guy, right? Does it really though? I mean, if you were starting a franchise, aren't you kind of planning for? Unless you're building a team to win right now, I guess. I build a win right now. The problem is, like you say, you're taking the Steelers as of right now. Now, when we say right now, can I draft a guy that has an elbow injury but will be coming yeah, back? Sure. Because if that's the case. But see, that's a no-brainer for me when he says, the and David asked about the rest of your squad, like Patrick Mahomes would be my quarterback. I'd take him from the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like I need a quarterback right now. But uh, And that would be my pick from the Chiefs. I would take Patrick Mahomes. Okay, okay yeah. I got you now. Well, yeah, if we're doing it that way, then, yeah, give me TJ. I think so, too. Plus, I, I want my pass rusher. Right, and that's where I would yeah. start, right? I'd start quarterback, pass rusher, left tackle. Yeah, and then you got to go receiver. Mm-hmm. Receiver or corner, whichever one you value the most. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and which I guess this season hasn't gone his way, but Juju would still be in that, you know, young See, wide receiver, me, playmaking. I think for me, my biggest issue is this. Would I want to go Minka? Or would, I'm looking at, or would I be looking at like a Derwin James? Yeah, it's a good question. Because I'm like, Phew, I could always go Minka for the Steelers and then go Joey Bosa mm-hmm. from the from the Chargers. Khalil Mack. Yeah, and I was like, I still got my passers, but I got my elite-level playmaker in the secondary. Mm. 
That's my only issue right now. You see, you see, see? it's a little difficult. It's right, not as easy. It's not as cut let's and dry shelf, as you say. Let's it. shelf this for later because we could spend a whole hour on this easily. easily. Yeah. Let's shelf this for later. Uh, get your questions in on Twitter at Wesley Euler at the Body Fifty Two. The Body. Let's go to the phone lines here before we sing a song. Let's talk to our buddy Juan down in Charleston. What's happening, Juan? Hey, good afternoon, guys. Happy holidays. You hey. as well, buddy. Hey, I think you guys been talking and dog just feeling this and y'all finally got the radio lines back open up. <laughs> hey man, every once in a while we're allowed to get up on the you mic. Got to keep you on your toesies, Juan. I know, I know. I'm just kidding with you guys. I just want to say appreciate you guys, everything y'all do for stealing Nation and all the other guys like the old Fogies, um, Stan and Kelly and um, Tom. We'll be in for you guys and you guys. And so appreciate everything y'all do for stealing Nation. Definitely appreciate you as well. All right. Uh, so this game on Sunday, um, I'm thinking like um, I'm a, I'm a guru with, I think, all field goals in this game. What you think, Morts? I like the all field goals. I hope it does work out that way. But I do think that the Ravens will get a touchdown off of one of the turnovers that we might have from an offensive standpoint. Okay. Okay. Uh... Well, you think we're going to fumble or interception? Oh, man, he's holding your feet to the fire No, honestly, man, I think interception. I think with some of the things that they're trying to do offensively, they're not going to be able to just run the ball and fully commit to it like like they should. They're going to have to throw the ball versus that Ravens defense. And I think that with Duck, some of his inefficiencies in terms of ball placement, some of the growing pains that are associated with being young, and being a young quarterback in this league, they're going to slip up a little bit again, and that Ravens defense will capitalize on it. Okay. Uh, and one more thing before I let you guys go. I, I see they got the schedule released out for next, for next season. Most we got your Dallas Cowboys. First off, first off, why is it going to be my Dallas Cowboys, all right? And then my Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles come to Hines What are we field. talking about here? It's not, it's, not, it's not my Dallas Cowboys. No, you tell them on. It's his Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'll be fun next year, Juan. Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, and Redskins the game. Don't worry all about on the it. schedule. That'll, yeah. that'll be fun. Yours truly would definitely yeah, make an appearance. Juan, thank you for the call, partner. Always a pleasure talking to you, and Happy New Year uh, to you and to the rest of Steelers Nation. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited for next year. I, I always like the every four don't, years. Don't we play, when the, do we play your... Philadelphia Eagles, buddy. You want to? You want to? <laughs> Your Philadelphia. You want to know something? You can't wait. When, when, You're so excited. When Morgan and, and I think I've told you this before. My wife Morgan, her family is. I mean, like the the level of obsession that I have with WVU is like how they are with the Eagles. They've had don't, season don't tickets. Don't try to put it on Morgan. We both know that you and her oh, are diehard go. Eagles fans. Here we you go. You got green upholstery in your car. Green upholstery in your car. Here I've seen it. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. All right. We're gonna have to I mean, get Morgan. We're did, gonna have to call Morgan up on I the did, hotline. I, I did get a and get thank Morgan you to admit I did get that th- you are a diehard Eagles fan. I did get a thank you shout out. My name read on the broadcast when the Eagles won the Super Bowl for for what wow. that for what for what that's worth. I mean, I mean my name I've, I've been given a thank you on wow. a Super Bowl winning broadcast. Um, her family massive Eagles. like they they like the Sixers and the Phillies, but they are Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. They've had season tickets since the '60s. When we told them, you know, it was July of 2018. So, right, so I think, what, about 16, 17 months ago when Morgan mm-hmm. and I moved from Philly to Pittsburgh and we told her parents that we were moving, first thing her mom says is, 
Oh, well, sweet. In two years, when the Eagles come out there to Heinz Field, we're all coming. We'll bring the whole family. We'll, I've wow. always wanted to go to a Steelers game at Heinz Field. So, wow. yeah, I've been, been looking forward to that one. The Cowboys, the Giants. You know, it's just the NFC East has a lot of those classic teams. And it's always it's always fun every classic four years. Classic bums. Classic bums. Classic bums. They suck. They're not good. Not good. <laughs> but you know what is good, Arthur Motes? Talk about it. A little sing-song on a Friday. Oh, man, nothing like that. We're looking to rebound here, all right? We started out hot. We did. We've lost a couple in a row. But you again, said you said we're the Steelers? We don't. Because we, we, we started we, when they went on that run. We mirror each other. We do. We so do. we got to bounce back. We got to bounce back. We, we got to have a strong performance. Cool. We do not want this to be the last here we go song of the year. So everybody, And we can't end it on an L. That's right. So everybody, <laughs> everybody channel that energy, right? Channel that energy. Turn your radio up. Sing along with us. Here we go. It's our... Week 17 edition of the Here We Go song, Baltimore Ravens version. Here we go. 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 Ah, yes. The Steeler Nation has the best radio host. We listen to SNR with Euler and Moats. Here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what it's time for. We got that new Here We Go. I'm talking that Wesley Euler. I'm talking that Baltimore Rap Birds edition, baby. Give it to me one time. Wes, fuck that up, baby. The Ravens are resting in Baltimore. They are resting, but they suck. Who's playing? We don't know for sure. They all bums. RG3, haven't heard that name in years. years. TJ and Bud gonna leave him in tears. Here we go. RG3, RG cry, baby. RG3, Trace McSoley, they gonna be crying, baby. Put him in the dirt, put him in the dirt, make it hurt. Verse two, ladies and gentlemen. Verse two, Wesley, drop that. Oh yeah. Yeah, these Ravens think they're real special. They think they special. Man, they ain't even as cool as Phil Kessel. Nah, Kessel's way cooler. Ain't got no love for crab cakes. No, uh-uh. give me fries and slaw, you big jago. Here we go. Shout out to Pamani Brothers. Y'all don't have no Pamanis. Y'all don't have anything close to a Pamanis. Y'all have nothing. Nobody likes crab cakes. Give me fries. Give me slaw. Give me that good stuff, baby. Right, we gotta finish strong. Right, Here baby. we go. Last first, baby. Drop that heat. Last first. Let's go ahead. Woo! Stiller nation time for the playoff push oh man keep the faith don't be a mush no mushing and if it goes bad hey just remember Uh uh-huh at least you don't live in maryland all december hey don't want to live in maryland don't want to do that but is it a raven or is it a rapper is it a kill it bow 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 about it here, baby. We're going duck hunting. We're going raver hunting, baby. Let's go duck. Let's go steal us. Steal us. Steal us. You know what time it is, baby. It doesn't matter who they put out there. It is all victory. There it is. Week 17 edition. Mm-hmm. Baltimore Ravens. Here we go. Song. I hope I got the juju going. Man, the energy was fire right there. I could feel that, bro. And yeah. the energy 
It'll continue here in the Electric Factory. Oh, what happens next? When we come back, it's time for a little five-star Friday. Uh-oh. The keen football mind of Arthur Motes wow. breaking down the matchup. He will tell you, what mm-hmm. are the five biggest matchups, right? Mm-hmm. Could be offense on defense. Could be. Could be some coaching staff stuff. Could be. It could just be somebody against the man in the mirror. Could be. What five matchups will determine the outcome of Steelers-Ravens Sunday afternoon in Baltimore? French fries versus crab cakes. Well, you have to come back to find out. You never know. Inside the Electric Factory, Euler Remotes, we're in for Stan Saverin. This is Steelers Blitz on ESPN Pittsburgh and SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Good afternoon, Steeler Nation. How we doing? Fired up. Well, that's good. Euler and Motes in for Stan Saverin today, double dipping on ESPN Pittsburgh. And as always, on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, Steelers Nation Radio. One hour in the books, another to go since we're up in the penthouse penthouse today. Uh-oh. That means we got the phone lines live, 412-919-1316. We are at Zekrim of Zekrim. Krim de la Krim. And as always, right, it doesn't matter where we are. The tweets are always open. The dot com is always ready. Had a at Wesley Euler at the Body 52. The Body. We are, as we always are, at 1 o'clock on Fridays oh. of game weeks. What happens? And in great anticipation as Professor mm. Motes is about to lay it down with his five-star Friday. Uh-oh. We have some reaction to the Here We Go song as well, too, Motesy. Uh-oh. They uh, either loved it or they, they hated it. They either loved us or they hated us. Ten stars? Mm-hmm. Or no stars. It's one or the other. Well, five stars or no stars. It's and one then or the other. Ten or zero. It's one or the other. No there's in between. No, there's no black and white, right? No new or friends. it's all black and white. There's no gray area. Absolutely. I don't know what minutiae in detail is. Uh, David loved the song. He said Motes Malone always fire with the hype back. I like Motes hey, Malone. <laughs> you gotta get some, okay. get some face tattoos and like some. My mama cussed in the TV. Oh my bad. Why'd I have a song? I when I started balling, I was young. Yeah. Uh, Jared, though, says he does live in Maryland. Hashtag Old Bay. <sighs> all right, all right, can't all right. Be, can't be hating on the Old you Bay. You got me on the Old Bay, okay? Yeah. Old Bay is fire. It's good on fries. It's good on mac and cheese. It's, it's good Old on Bay. chicken. It's, it's Old Bay. You put Old Bay on everything. Everything. It's Old Bay. Everything. You all right. put Old Bay on Old Bay. I put Old Bay on my Old Bay. I have Old Bay with my Bay. With my Old Bay. <laughs> hey, better about believe that? it. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> Uh, let's go down. You know, we got the we got the Carolina callers lining up today, Motsi. Let's go down to Greensboro, talk to our buddy Bishop. What's happening, Bishop? Hey, guys. What's going on? How we doing? What's that word? Yeah. Well, I'm doing great. I haven't had a chance to talk to y'all, and I want to know what's up, what's up with that. Hey, we're try- tweeting we trying to get Twitter these- and Twittering all season. I know, Bishop. <laughs> we've been trying to get these phone lines working in the in the Steelers studios. I don't, I don't know what's going on, and, and now especially over holidays, you know, everybody just disappears. I think Motes and I are the only two in the building right now, along with our producer Greg. I was about to say, man, give Greg some love, man. I'm giving Greg some love. Jeez. Well, yeah, yeah, I'll get all of some love from being there and just being there all year for us. But kind of miss talking to you all guys. But y'all want to wait to week 17 when, when, the, back, <laughs> when the front door is about to uh, hit us in the butt. You know? so, but uh, but uh, as far as a – first of all, I hope you all had a Merry Christmas, and I want to wish you a Happy New Year. You as well, we Bishop. Thank you. Yeah, thing. definitely. Likewise. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, I hate to say it. I don't think we're going to beat Baltimore. <laughs> 
They're deep because they're only so many. You only got 53 players. You most, you know, you can only sit so many starters, and 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 you typically don't sit your starters on defense. So, and y'all are talking about the turnovers we've been having, and what I want to know if Duck starts off struggling and has two early uh, turnovers, do you actually think we may see Paxton Lentz or even uh, with the new guy that you picked up was it JT Barracks? Mm. Is that his name from Ohio State? Yeah, yeah. JT. Yep, yep. Yeah, man. Has he been getting any? Has he getting any practice time, or you think it'd just be uh, Paxton Lentz's job to uh, to come in? Yeah, I I would think I don't know if you've got a, a different opinion, Motsi, but I would think that they're probably only going to address. You know, it'll just be Lynch and, and Duck who get the helmets on Sunday. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking that as well. Yeah. But the way you. <laughs> If it came if it came down to where they had to put Pax Lynch in, or if you were even to the point where now you're like, hey, we should put JT in, it's gone really bad yeah. for the day. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I think it's gonna be a pretty bad day anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You got, you got, a, you got a prediction hey, for okay. us, Bishop? Well, I'm okay with it, but I'm I think it's gonna probably I don't think it's gonna be as low scoring as people think. I heard somebody talking about being a field goal game. Uh, RG three is a professional quarterback. And the only thing that's been slow has slowed him down over the years is injuries. And if they don't get after him, he's gonna be able to put up some points. So uh, if I had to give a prediction, I'm looking like twenty four to ten. You know, mm. I, I, I hope I hope it's on on still aside, but I I just don't see it, man. <laughs> I don't see it. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Bishop. I think it's maybe a little bit closer than that, but man, it's. It's certainly hard. It's, it's it's a challenge to drum up a bunch of optimism about this yes. game. That's for sure. Appreciate the call, as always, Bishop. All right, Motsi. Man. Yeah. Man, now I'm all depressed. Oh, man. And nothing, uh, nothing like a dose of reality to bring you back down I, I to just, earth on a Friday I'm afternoon. I'm just happy that he said it with a smile like, yeah, I don't think it's going to be close. 24-10. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes all you can do is sometimes all you can do is smile oh, at the pain, man. right? Laugh at the pain. Hey, it's like that sometimes, baby. But what should you be watching for Ooh. on Sunday, right? So there's some moving oh, parts. Man. There's some new faces, some new names. There are, aren't they? What are the five matchups? What will most determine the outcome of Steelers Ravens know. on Sunday? It's interesting. Well, it's, one it's Professor Motes is about to let us know. It's time. Is it? For a little five star Friday. Interesting. It's a five star matchup because we're in it. Five star matchup. Everybody we play is a five star matchup because we're in it. Five star Friday. Matchup number one. All righty then. Let's talk five star matchups in the first five matchup that we will discuss is the Steelers secondary. I'm talking Minka Fitzpatrick. I'm talking Joe Hayden. I'm talking Steven Nelson and company verse or versus RG3. Yes, Robert Griffin the third. And in this particular matchup, it is critical that they capitalize on RG3 being rusty. Now think about this. He has not, and I'm talking RG3, he has not had a lot of reps this season. Nope. He has not had a lot of in-game passing situations this season. So you have to understand that he will be rusty early in this game. 
him coming in here, trying to make some of the plays, some of the throws, they're not going to have the detail that they need to have at this particular level early on. When he overthrows, when he underthrows, that secondary has to capitalize on those mistakes. You have to turn the ball over early in order to put yourselves in a position to score more points, to potentially win, and ultimately to keep that Ravens offense off the field. So still secondary, baby. Get that capitalization on Mr. RG3B. Arrested. Five-star Friday, matchup number two. Okay, the second matchup, we have to talk about my young stud. I'm talking Mr. Deontay Johnson. Whew, the kid has been flat out balling. Can I say that again? The kid has been flat out balling. Say it thrice. Matter of fact, the kid, Deontay Johnson out of Toledo, has been flat out balling. And we need to talk about him versus that Ravens secondary. You know that Ravens secondary, they will not be at full strength. You know they're going to have Earl Thomas sitting. We already talked about how Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey, two Pro Bowl players for them, won't be playing a lot. So with that being the case, Deontay, I need you to continue doing what it is that you are doing, my friend. I'm talking he's balled out in the past, what, four or five games now? Yeah. The numbers speak for themselves. The kid talked about a rookie wall. Then he looked at the rookie wall and said, watch this. So with that being Took said, Took a sledgehammer out of that rookie wall. So with that being the case, Deontay, I need you to keep that thing rolling, baby. Take advantage of this Ravens secondary that's not going to be up to par. You know the offense is going to go as you go. You know when you're making electric plays, when you're making guys miss, the run after that you possess, all those things that you're capable of doing, start coming into your own. At this point in the season, you're no longer a rookie, so I think you should act accordingly, and we can start to have more expectations for you. So with that being the case, man, go do what you do, baby. I'll also even allow for some splash on special teams if that's oh, how Deontay come on, wants man. to make it. You impact. gotta have that. Need that. Five star Friday. Matchup number three. All right, quack, 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 Versus I'm winking right now. You see me winking? Uh-oh. Do you see me winking? Wink Martindale. Do you see me winking? All right, so we got to talk Duck, Devil, and Duck Hodge versus Mr. Wink Martindale. I'm winking still. All right, I'm still winking. I'm winking hard. I know you can't see me out there, but I'm going three to the right, three right blinks. I swear, blinks, he's doing it. And then two left blinks. He's, ah, like, ah, a, uh, he's like a third ah, base ah. coach in baseball yeah. right now, trying it, to it give the guys like subtle, I'm doing subtle Morse messages. Code. I'm doing Morse code with my blinks right now. Bow, 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 bow. It says send help. All right, so with that being Wait, the case. Wait, I think that's actually the Patriots' next frontier of cheating. Hey, you never know, man. finding some way to wink and, and give away play Read the wink. Read the wink. All right. So with that being the case, though, Duck, you have to take what this defense is going to give you. Wink Martindale is very similar to what we saw last week with Greg Williams. He likes to get exotic. He likes to get you behind the chains and do something that makes you feel a little uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So with that being the case, early in the possession, early in the downs, if the routes are there early, I'm talking the threes, the five-yard routes, if they're there, take them. Understand that you don't have to get greedy. Understand that you do not want to have your offense behind the sticks on third down. If that third first read's there, hit bad. it. You hit it. Yep. Whatever it is, you hit it. And we've seen multiple occasions, and Duck has said this as well. He's talked about how he's been a little greedy. He needs to take a step back and just take what the defense gives him. When you're a young player in this league, sometimes if you have success – on some of the splash plays, you get enamored with it. You get addicted to it. I can tell you from a pass rush standpoint, my first time getting a sack in the game, from then on, all I wanted to do is get sacks. So what you do, though, you find yourself rushing the quarterback on first and 10, second and seven, second and eight, where those are high run percentage downs, high screen draw downs. You don't need to be rushing the passer. You have to take what the defense gives you. So play the run when you're supposed to play the run, rush when you're supposed to rush. 
If you're duck, you throw the deep shot when you need to throw the deep shot, but you take what the defense gives you on the other occasions. Wink Martindale does a great job of smoking mirrors, does a yeah. great job of changing up the look. So it's going to be important that duck operates with a great level of efficiency and continue to work on your ball placement, please. Because some of your reads have been good, but the ball placement has been poor. All right, so you knock those things out, baby, and it'll be a great day. Five Star Friday, matchup number four. <clears throat> now, you know we got to talk about that man in the mirror, right? Michael Jackson? And I'm not talking Michael. No, 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 I'm not talking Michael Jackson. Shout <laughs> out to him, though. But I got to talk about We got to talk about the Steelers. I'm talking Steelers offense, Steelers defense. I'm talking Steelers special teams. I'm talking Steelers coaching staff and them trainers as well. Be in the moment. Steelers versus Steelers, you got to have your mind on your business. You have to be where you're supposed to be. I know it's going to be tempting to scoreboard watch. I know the training staff are going to be down there, and they're going to be receiving text messages from the guys upstairs in the booth telling them, hey, such and such is the score. Oh, this store right here. Oh, this is how much time is left. I don't want to hear none of that. You block out the noise. You block out the noise because if you do not win this game, your chance of making the playoff. I mean, it's minuscule. It's over, Johnny. Come on, man. Let's be real about it, all right? So let's be where we're supposed to be. Focus on you guys. Steelers versus Steelers. If you guys can just go ahead and execute, if you can go ahead and just do what it is that you're supposed to do, you're in a very favorable situation. And even if it doesn't work out and the Titans end up winning, at least you're ending the season on a high note with a W. Think about that, man. Something the Steelers have done every single year since 2007. Absolutely. Haven't so, lost in week 17 since 2007. And it's been games that didn't include Ben Roethlisberger as well. Mm -hmm. So it's no excuse, but you have to be in the moment. It's not going to be hard, but you have to be in the moment. Singularly focused. Five-star Friday. Matchup number five. Alrighty, now you know me. You know I had to leave the best for last. And in particular, we got to talk about Mr. T.J. Watt, Mr. Steelers MVP, Mr. Finals Candidate, and my book for Defensive Player of the Year. I'm talking T.J. Watt versus, or versus Ronnie Stanley, Orlando Brown Jr., James Hurst. Bradley Boozman, Marshall Yonder, even though he's not going to be out there, Patrick McCurry, any of those guys that line up that TJ might see, whether he's rushing regular, where he's coming out of a rover, where he's stunting inside, any of those guys. TJ, you're sitting at two and a half away from breaking the record, baby. You know what we got to do here. You know what we got to do here. What better way to get that record than to do it versus the rappers, baby? What better way than to capitalize and put that statement on your season, on your defensive player of the year candidacy, than by going for two and a half of them big boy sacks versus these bum rat birds. These bums. They're trash. I hate them. They suck. I don't care. I need it. Come on, TJ. Give me two and a half, baby. Two and a half of them. Thanks. Two and a half. Or three. I mean, we can just round up. Yeah, if you want to get nasty, you can go three. If you go three, I'm buying crab cakes for everybody. With Obey. With Obey. That's what I need, though, baby. Real quick, Arthur Motes, one more time for those who might have joined us late. The five matchups to keep an eye on Sunday. Yes, indeed. The five matchups that we got to focus on. Stiller's secondary. Yes, Joe Hayden, Minka Fitzpatrick, and company versus RG3. You understand he's going to be rusty, capitalize on his mistakes, especially early in the game. 
The second matchup that we're going to talk about that we need to focus on is Deontay Johnson versus a Ravens secondary that is not at full strength. They're going to have guys out, but when you think about Deontay and the, the December month that he's had, the November carryover, I mean, he's been highly productive, and you have to assume that he's going to continue that, and with the playmaking that he's been doing, the expectations go up, so I expect to see more from him as this thing continues, not only offensively, but on special teams as well. The third matchup that we need to watch out, uh, watch for is Duck Hodges versus Wink Martindale. Wink Martindale being the defensive coordinator of those Baltimore Ratbirds. I think it's important that Duck takes what the defense gives him early on because you do not want to be in third and long situations because that's when Wink starts to blink a lot, and that's not going to be good for us. All right. Now, the fourth matchup that we all need to pay attention to are the Steelers versus the Steelers. In terms of being in the moment, it's not going to be easy because human nature says, let's scoreboard watch. Let's check the phones. Let's ask people in the stands what's going on. You can't do that, baby. You got to focus on where you are because if you do not win, it does not matter what transpires outside your stadium. Handle your business. And Keep the streak alive of winning the last game of the season. It's the regular season, baby. We win these games. Been doing it since 07. Doesn't matter who's at quarterback. So this should not change in any way, shape, or form. And then the fifth and final five-star matchup that we all need to be paying attention to is Steelers MVP, Defensive Player of the Year candidate, TJ White versus the Ratbirds bum offensive lineman. I'm calling them bumps because I don't like them. TJ, go get two and a half sacks. Or you can make it three if you want to, but you need to break that record, baby. You worked too hard this year. You put together too much of a successful uh, season to not break that single season sack record. And come on, man, what better person to break the record from than Debo, man? You was in the room with him. We talked about it. Go ahead, do it. A little five-star Friday from the keen football eye of Arthur Motes. Great stuff as always. It's good. It's real good. It's real good. 412 919 1316. I was about to say, man, All good these luck phone with those numbers, numbers, bro. I mean, there's. I, I wrote it on my hand like I was like in sixth grade. Yeah, I'm going to have to get a tattooed on my palm here. 412 919 1316. Those are the digits to dial. We'll also get to some of the tweets at Wesley Euler at the Body 52. <laughs> the body. When we return, we want your reaction as well. We will look around the league at the rest of the week 17, last week of the regular season across the National Football League, and still a lot of questions to be answered, some playoff spots up for grabs. We'll get into all that with your reaction when we return. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. We are in today for Stan Saverin. This is Steelers Blitz inside the Electric Factory. You're listening to Euler and Motes on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. All right, maybe we buried the lead here a little bit because we're now... Got to do some quick math. Uh-oh. 87 minutes into the show. Has it been 87 minutes? 87 minutes. How accurate is that? Oh, wait, 88 minutes now. It's 128. Uh, I was about to say, how accurate could that be? <laughs> how accurate could that be? Well, I know you're always keeping me in check, you know, with my time of day, whether it's morning, afternoon, luncheon, mm-hmm. evening, dinner, supper, second tea, whatever it is. Uh, you, you, you're always keeping Late me brunch. on the you're always keeping me on the straight and narrow. Well, that's my job. If I don't do it, then who will? Uh, one guy who hasn't been on the straight and narrow, Mozi. Oh, God, what a transition. I'm scared. Antonio Brown. Oh, I knew you were going there. 
visited the New Orleans Saints today. All right, listen, I don't, I don't want to spend a bunch of time on this, all right? But it's, yeah, you do. It's a yes, newsworthy item do. today. We got to discuss. You wanted to talk about it. You came in here with your AB shirt on talking about his album. It's not even... <laughs> well, I do already have the album pre-ordered. I mean, yeah, obviously. Uh, he... What's the name of the album again? Uh, no More White Women 2020? I think that, w- that was just my New Year's resolution. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm staying away from that one. I don't want no problem. Uh, Antonio Brown visiting with the Saints today. Not the only wide receiver. That's important to note. Those type of details, right, quite often get put down in the fine print. That it's not just Antonio Brown that, that's going to New Orleans today. But any chance we see him this season, Motsi? Or is this maybe just a, hey, let's let's bring AB in and just talk to him and see if maybe he's as crazy as everybody thinks he is? Yeah, I think it was definitely one of those. Let's talk to him. Let's check the temperature of not only see if he's still in shape. Yeah, but but see how the fans react to it. See how the NFL reacts to it because a lot of times, true, all you need to do is leak a little bit of info. Say I'm bringing this person in and check you're that temperature. Find, right, you'll find out real quick how people feel about it. It's a good point by you. So I think in that regard, man, that's some of the things that we're seeing right now with them. Um, I do find it a little unique in sen- in the sense that you know it's a strong possibility that he's going to be on the commissioner's exempt list. Correct. So you bringing him in, and I mean, if they do sign him, then he's just going to be sitting, getting paid to essentially do nothing right now. That's the part that was a little unique to me. Mm-hmm. But who knows? I mean, maybe uh, those guys in New Orleans got some new information. They think that uh, you know, they could bring him in and not have to worry about the list. And if that's the case, well, hey, it could work out. It could blow up. Yeah. <laughs> We've it, seen it too. We've seen it both ways. We certainly have. Uh, you know, one person who I think is just probably furious over this this morning, Uh-oh. Russell Wilson. Whew. I mean, he been like it's been it's been reported many times that he has like opined to the Seahawks to bring AB in for a workout. They go out and get him Josh yeah. Gordon. Now Josh Gordon's not going to play the rest of the year. But but the thing is this though, sometimes I think Pete Carroll was doing him a favor. Yeah, Russell only knows him in an off-season workout capacity. It's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Even though for AB, I do think it probably would have worked out better in Seattle because there is no other receiving. There's no Michael threat. Thomas, yeah, Correct. or even there's no Mike, there's no Alvin Kamara, right. in Seattle as well. Whereas in New Orleans, they got some weapons. They got a ton of dogs. They out got there. some mouths to feed. Yeah, they, they they got a guy who just set the NFL was it reception record, and Michael Thomas. You got Alvin Kamara, who eh, he is who he is. Yeah, so it's, it's a little crowded down there. Speaking of records, I wanted to make sure to get this in at some point today. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens are 92, 92 yards, I believe, 96 yards, 90-something yards away from becoming the all-time team-leading rushing season in NFL mm-hmm. history. I said that really confusing, but they need 90-some more yards, right? And then as a team, right? Mm-hmm. So 90-some more yards from anybody rushing, and then they would have the all-time most yards in a single season rushing for a Do you think they're going to break that record? Probably. If Because, again, right, it includes quarterbacks, and mm-hmm. RG3 is a mobile guy. It's not like they're just going to – if you were telling me, right, that it was – Joe Flacco coming in to play quarterback for the Ravens. I would say I don't know if they break that right. record this Sunday. But with RG3, I mean, if RG3 runs for 40 yards, I think they've got a really good chance of breaking that record. Yeah. But the interesting part, Motsi, and this was something we discussed last night on Countdown to Kickoff right here on ESPN Pittsburgh. Any You, you want to venture any guess as to which team has the single season rushing record? Uh, Houston Oilers? That was one we discussed. Uh, it's not them. We talked about some of those Bears teams with Walter right, Payton, maybe. Like, 
1978 New England Patriots. Oh, you know, that, that team that's just so well-known. The nine, With all those running backs, Don Calhoun and Sam Cunningham. and Well, they did have Mosey Tatupu. He's, he's kind of famous in NFL lore. Horace Ivey, Andy Johnson with the quarterback Steve Grogan. Wow. The all-time, the, the single team that has the most rushing yards in a season, the 78 Patriots. And the Ravens need, I think it's 92 yards to break that. So it's a lose-lose for us, right? Because it's well, even the Patriots it, yeah. with the record or the Ravens with RG, the record. Uh, not RG3, but uh, Lamar just did something too, man. It was at 3,000 passing, 1,000 rushing in a season. Mm-hmm. First time ever, right, I think? Yeah, yeah, because he's a running back. Because he's a wide receiver? Yeah. Just change positions. <laughs> Let's go to the phone lines here. 412-919-1316 down in San Antonio. Let's go to the Lone Star t- State. Talk to our buddy Paul. What's happening, Paul? Hey, guys. It's been a while. Last time we talked, uh, uh, Zeke was still out waiting for money. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely let me right. Tell you something. Let me tell you something. The Church of Dak and the Church of Zeke, are only being held up by the Church of Jerry. Mm. Because, <laughs> oh, and they're crying down here. <laughs> I said, so do you want to eat your crow now? Because you guys said you were going to the Super Bowl after your first preseason win. <laughs> or uh, do you want to eat crow? Because my feelers, oh, I'm hoping this does not come true. Don't go to the playoffs and still have a better record than you. <laughs> <laughs> There's, a, I do love this, Paul. I don't know if you're familiar with this stat. The Cowboys won their first three games of the year to go three and zero. Right? They haven't won two games in a row since. Ah, you just but, hate to see yeah, it, Paul. Yeah, well, you know, I, here's the deal: is and, and I, I totally believe this. First of all, Jason Garrett has had like been there ten years, had three or four winning seasons. Nobody will work for Jerry. That's the only reason why he's kept him around. Yeah, that's you why know, I don't think they're getting Lincoln Riley or Urban Meyer. I, who would want? Who would want to walk into that situation? You know, the first thing they can say is, "Hey, Jerry, are you going to stop uh, telling me what to do?" Yeah, I'll coach for you, and that'll last two weeks, right. just like his son did as general manager. Right. And uh, but Jerry doesn't care as long as I can sell jerseys, as long as I can fill the seats. I don't give a crap who is on the. They could be playing tiddlywings for all he cares. <laughs> hey, as long as the man. money keeps flowing, Paul, right? As long as that check hit, that's all. He's not He's not a football guy. He might say that, but he's not. And uh, and he can't hold a candle to some of these legendary owners that we have, uh, some famous, some infamous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's not either one. He's the Trump of football. <laughs> Paul, Paul, just going full flamethrower here on the show. Get it off your chest, Paul. I love it. I love it, Paul. Get it off your chest. No, I'm with you. Listen, Jerry, Jerry Jones is certainly he is one of the one of the most. Let Paul talk. I like what Paul's doing. One of the most predominant. (laughs) One of the most predominant names in football. But but he's no Rooney. He's no Mara. I want more, Paul. Keep it going, Paul. I want more. He's no Kraft. (laughs) You go at him, Paul. Okay, yeah, well, the napalm is coming. Okay, <laughs> hey guys, but on a, on a serious note, let me, let me take this down a notch. Um, um, it's been the holiday season. Uh, please, everybody out there in Pittsburgh, we're doing it here in San Antonio, please reach out to those first responders, uh, police, fire, mm-hmm. EMF, and our military people that weren't home at Christmas or stood to watch at Christmas, and, and, and reach out and, and see one of those people. Uh, thank them for doing that. Okay? Good call, Paul. Great I call. I appreciate that. Hey, I like you, Paul. You're a good guy, man. You uh, you got a prediction for us for Sunday. Give us some more flamethrowers. Come on, Paul. 
okay. Uh, all right. Uh, who are the Raiders playing? The Raiders are playing yeah. the Denver Broncos. In Great, Denver. I hate both teams. I hate both teams. I'm rooting for the referee. There we go. <laughs> Steelers got a chance, so, Paul. Low-scoring game. They're going to score some touchdowns. How do you think it's going to play out? Oh, I don't know. I really don't. You know, I'm going to – you know what? If, if, if I just want it to be a good game right now. Yes, I want Steelers to win. Please, oh, my God, you know. But um, I just, you know, um, I just, I'd rather be a good game. I don't want to make any predictions because uh, <laughs> to go with the old, to go with the old thing, any team can beat any other team. Ah, on any given smart game. move. All right, all right. <laughs> I like it. I like it, Paul. Thanks as always for the call, man. It was good chatting with you hey. again. And next time we link up, who knows what the status will be with Zeke and Dak right. and Jerry. Jo- hey, maybe Arthur Motes will be the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Easy, big fella. I think I would take that job if Jerry Jones offered it to me because obviously I would get fired, but I mean the buyout would be really nice. I'm good. <laughs> I don't even like Texas heat. <laughs> well, that is true. I do I like, like Texas, Texas barbecue food, though. though. I want to say, yeah, you oh, got to the food. Yeah. Now. How about this? I will take I'll be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones. All right. As long as you let Arthur Motes and I do a two-hour show every day still. There we go. That's it. There we go. All right. After practice, before practice, you know, I just got to do a two-hour show still with Motsy. About this. It's got to be on SN. It's got to be a Steelers show. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say, now, what type of show are you talking about? Yeah, no, a Steelers show. I will not talk for two hours about Cowboys. Won't do it. But, you know, I'll sign sign like an eight-year, I don't know, $60 million contract, Jerry. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. You know, you can buy me out after a year or two. We'll see how it goes. It's just $60 million. Come on, bro. Right. I mean, that's, that's nothing to you. Come on, bro. I mean, just that's 60. like $60 million. That's like how much it costs to pave the parking lot at Jerry World. Come on, man. It's just 60 412-919-1316. Those are the digits to dial. You can also get at us on the dot .com, the mm. Twitter.com, at Wesley Euler at the Body 52. <laughs> the Body. We will wrap up the show when we return. Now you got me thinking about food and pavement. If we've got some, and you know what's funny? You can cook food on the pavement in Texas. That's how yeah, hot it is. Ew. That's too hot for me. There we go. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar, maybe some of Stan's audience that are listening to us now, maybe catching us for the first time or one of the first times. And you're saying, who are these crazy guys up here just talking and, and going at it? We have some fun on Fridays, but particularly in the last segment. All right. So when oh, we come back here, we'll sing our Here We Go song again for those of you who missed it in the first hour, or here maybe just, go. you know, you're trying to hear that number one hit again. And before we get out of here, we do this little thing called Get That Paper. Gots to get the paper. Got to show you the money before we get out of here. We got five games across the NFL in college football that we want to talk about. Shout out to all the degenerates out there, baby. We and do we, it for you guys. And we will obviously give our Steelers-Ravens prediction as well. All that and more when we come back to wrap up the show. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler in for Stan Saverin doing a little double dipping. It's the Electric Factory. It's Steelers Blitz, and it's on ESPN Pittsburgh and SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Oh, uh, when you hear that Wu-Tang Clan come in, means you better turn your microphone on. My microphone was never on or off. <laughs> I just wasn't speaking, allegedly. It means we are just moments away from getting that paper. I love getting paper, baby. But we're still taking some predictions on Twitter at Wesley Euler at the Body 52. The Body. Where the lit one, Rebecca. Lit, lit, lit. She says, I've had a good feeling the last two games and have sadly been wrong. Mm. With that being said, I have a bad feeling for Sunday. I like it. So I'm hoping I'm wrong again. The lit one. I love 
your logic. And she's calling her shot. The defense definitely gets a score this week, Ooh. maybe twice. Ooh, okay. Well, talk that talk then. I like it. You talk that talk. I like it. You got about mm, eight minutes or so here to get your predictions in again at Wesley Euler at the body 52. The body. On Twitter. But before we get to our predictions, Motsi, what do you say we get back in the studio one more time? We're going to get in the studio? Listen, we're seven and three, all right, since mm-hmm. we, with these songs, since we started doing this. We're looking to push our record to eight and three here. Week 17 edition mm-hmm. of the Here We Go song, mm-hmm. Baltimore Ravens version. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Steelers, here we go. Pittsburgh's gone to Super Bowl. Here we go. Cheer the Steelers, back in the goal. Here we go. This town of Pittsburgh's heart and soul. The Stiller Nation has the best radio hosts. We listen to SNR with Euler in boats. Here we go. Ah, yeah. Hey, if this yes, is the last indeed. time, we better do it right. But it's not the last time. But if it is, we're going to do it the right way. We're going to have to do it the far way. The Wesley Euler way. Ravens resting in Baltimore. They sleep. Who's playing? We don't know for sure. They all suck. RG3, haven't heard that name in years. TJ and Bud gonna leave him in tears. Here we go. Gotta make RG3 cry. Gotta make all of them cry. Trace Basoli, cry. RG3, cry. John Harbaugh, cry. Even his brother, cry. Even his daddy, cry. All of them, cry. Let's go. Steelers, ha! Yeah, these Ravens. Think they're real special. They not special. Man, they ain't even as cool as Phil Kessel. Kessel's the man. Ain't got no love for crab cakes. No, Hate give me fries and slaw, you big jago. Here we go. Nothing better than Primanis. You don't have anything. Go eat some Baltimore losers. Because this is Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh is the best. Always. Every day. But Wesley Euler, I need you to drop that last verse, baby. I need you to kill him once one time. Wesley you. Stiller Nation, time for the playoff push. Push, push, push. Keep the faith. Don't be a mush. Oh, we got all the faith, baby. You know and that. And if it does go bad, just remember, mm-hmm. at least you don't live in Baltimore all December. Here we go. Who would want to live in Baltimore all through December? It's terrible. And all those rat birds. All those, ooh, ooh. Uh-uh, uh-uh. It's duck cutting time. Raven hunting time. Bop, 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 bop. Got him off. This what we do. I felt good about that one. I did too. There was some more. I don't know if you noticed this, but mm-hmm. I threw some more daggers in this version than I had. You got to. There were some personal insults Only in there. Only thing you like over there is Obey. That's it. That's it. Yeah, Crab Cakes suck. Baltimore sucks. The Oreos suck. I wonder what the universal law is on putting Old Bay on a Primani sandwich. Whoa. Whoa. Uh-uh. I mean, that can't might. They can't do it. Can't do it. That might wake up the echoes. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do that. Yeah. But the Ravens suck. Get out of here, O-line Baltimore. Sucks. Coach sucks. Coach's brother sucks. Coach's dad sucks. They all suck. Well, Arthur Motes, how does it play out Baltimore on sucks. Sunday? They suck. How are you feeling about some care. other games on Sunday? They suck. I'm a homer. They suck. They suck. 
All right, take off your black and gold glasses and put, on, right. put on your degenerate glasses here oh, for, yeah, for, now, now you talk for, to for the last it. four minutes. All right, let's show. get active. Here we go. Come on, baby. Shout out to the Fox Best Sports app, baby. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLING. Gambling <laughs> problem, just win more. Uh, yep. You know I got five games here because everything we do with Arthur Motes has to be in the sequence number of five. I wonder why. Three NFL games, a Steelers prediction, two college football Uh-oh. semifinal playoffs tomorrow. Uh-oh. What are we liking? What are we disliking? It's time. <sighs> Let's do this. To get that paper. I'm excited. Show me the money. Show me the money! Oh, the beat just dropped. You know what time it is, baby. We got to get the paper. We got to get the paper. Let's go. I need it. Wes, I'm getting paid today. This will be the last time that you and I will ever do one of these. Uh-oh. Are still the Oakland So, in honor of the NFL film Soundbath, uh-huh. the autumn wind is a raider. Yes, very true. There's nothing like One it. One more time. I know that this doesn't play well into the Steelers with all the potential scenarios. Mm-hmm. But you want them to win? I do want the Raiders to win their last game as the Oakland Raiders. Not if, it, Raiders? not if it ends up affecting the Steelers. I'll take right, that back. Right. But, but is the Raiders? The Raiders. Come on, the Oakland Raiders. Yes. All right, Motsi, let's start in college football. Okay, let's get DJ in one time. We have got a pair of national semifinal games tomorrow. Yeah, because Jamie already won theirs last week. Don't worry. They get a week off before Go the dudes. big championship. You know we do big game. I'm feeling really confident about both of my picks with these two games. I All like right? it, bro. Uh, Clemson, two and a half point favorites over Ohio State. Ooh. I like Clemson to win the whole thing. You do? To be the first team to go back-to-back Whoa. undefeated national champion since the 95-96 Nebraska Cornhuskers. Whoa. Clemson, two and a half point favorites over Ohio State. I think they it's going to be close to that. Whoa. But Clemson wins by three or four. Give me Clemson minus two and a half. Well, this is where we depart, my sweet friend. I get off the Wesley Eula train right now because it is O-H-I-O. In fact, yes, indeed, I have the Ohio State Buckeyes getting the dub. And, in fact, I definitely think they win by four. Maybe well, five. you're getting points, two Maybe and a half. Six. So Maybe as seven. long as they win, you good. I don't good. Even care. They're winning. The I'm other, just calling my shot on top of like Baby Roof would do. You the, know that baby, the Baby other, Roof, that guy. Everybody been waiting on that baby. Yeah, that, that baby. That Baby Roof. Bro. Ever since Baby on Baby Joe. Hey man. Oklahoma and LSU. Oh. Fun fact for you. Yeah, the number one in, in the five-year history of the college football playoff, uh-huh. the number one seed has never won the championship. Never. That means LSU would be the first. Not having it. LSU's going to beat Oklahoma. You sure? Yeah. You sure? I've watched Oklahoma a lot over the do years. Do you know they got a quarterback? That's true. But do you know they got a quarterback, too? Do you know who they got a quarterback? But like who's their this. coach? But who's their who's coach? Their coach? <laughs> hey, who's on first? Well, who has Jordan Brand? Uh, you know that LSU's 13-and-a-half-point favorites, though? 13 and a half. What? Yeah, LSU. 13 and a half. LSU wins, but not by two touchdowns. Not a chance. Give me the Sooners plus 13 and a half. Uh, absolutely. Any DJ out there, if you want to make money, take that bet. Fully guaranteed. Stamp seal, sign delivered. Somebody on the microphone here might already have it locked in. Hey, I Into like this Into the NFL we go. A game all right. that all of Steeler Nation will be watching. And Let's I'm afraid janky. I've Let's got janky. some bad news. Uh-uh. The Chiefs are going to win at 1 o'clock. Which means Bill Bryan, all this talk about mm. moving. Bill Bryan's not going to play his guys. Well, they said that they would, but they said that it would only be a couple of series max anyway. Tennessee's three and a half point favorites. Give me the Titans minus three and a half. They win that game what? by a Tell touchdown. You're not believing in A.J. McCarron? I am not. As long as he's not at Alabama anymore. Jeez. Tennessee, the Titans minus three and a half in Houston against the Texans. 
Yeah, I got to roll with you, man. Knowing that the uh, the Titans rested Derrick Henry specifically for this game, mm-hmm. specifically for this moment. Mm-hmm. We talked about how Ryan Tannehill has been playing extremely well, and we also talked about how just two weeks ago these teams were in a barn burner, a nail-biter, a good old-fashioned backyard brawl. So with that being the case, you see I threw that shout-out in there for you. I like but it. But with that being the case, man, I got to roll with the Titans as well, man. A team that we joke about a lot on this show. They're our favorite our favorite side discussion. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. The Dallas Cowboys. Hey! Uh, another team that finds yes. themselves having to do some scoreboard watching Absolutely. this week. I think, I don't think, uh, no. Jason Garrett is a, a, a dead man walking. What? He's going to the playoffs, man. He's that, that lame duck head coach thing, they're right? They're going to the playoffs. They're going to make a run for that it, That team man. is checked out. The no, head coach not, is checked don't out. Don't you say that, The bro. staff is checked out. Stop it. They're at home hosting the Washington Redskins. I think the Cowboys will still win, but they're favored by 11 and a half. Give me the skins plus 11 and a half. They'll keep it close. Dallas wins by a touchdown. All right. So this is one of those moments where I let my old school fandom roll. Can never root for the Ravens, can never root for the Patriots, and definitely can never under any circumstance root for those Redskins, baby. So. Even though the numbers don't sound good, you even though my DJ doesn't like it, your boys. I'm running with the Cowboys, baby. Hopefully, Mark Cooper is back and he's playing well. Moats them boys. Them boys. Them All boys. right. Them boys. Now for the final, the fifth and final. Finale? Get that paper pen. Gots to get the paper. The Steelers are two-point favorites. Hey. Well, you know, it started out the other way, and then as the week progressed. Right. Not that I was looking or anything like that, you know. Not that you were looking. No. Uh, I'm with Rebecca. I've got one? a bad feeling about Sunday. Oh, man. But for some reason, I've been wrong when I've had these oh, feelings man. lately. So give me the Ravens plus two. Oh, man. But the Steelers win 10 to 9, a defensive touchdown and a Chris Boswell field. Or maybe a Deontay Johnson special teams touchdown. I won't discriminate. Oh, 10 man. to 9, the Steelers win, but the Ravens plus two covers. Holla at you, boy. Oh, man. Yeah. Am I making this pick from a logical standpoint? Or am I making this pick from a diehard Steelers standpoint? Because if we talking style hard, Stiller, die hard, die hard, I got Stillers winning outright. 50 to 0. <laughs> 55 to 0. Absolutely. But if we're talking from a, I want to put my money where my mouth is standpoint. Yeah, I got a bad feeling about this one, too. To the to the tune of, I think the Ravens not only win, but they, uh, that, yeah, they cover everything, too, man. I think they, 17 to 10. <laughs> 17 to 10. Another so actually, low. actually 17 to 9. I think three field goals for okay. us offensively. I think they will score a touchdown or two. Hey, you know, the good news for everyone out there listening is that you and I are wrong quite often. I hope mm-hmm. so. So we'll see what happens. But but even when we are wrong, we are right. It's true. Or if we were right, we could have been wrong. But if we were wrong, we could have been right. So technically, we're never wrong. I may not be right, but I've never been wrong. I'm never wrong, actually. That's a grateful deadline. Yeah. That'll do it for today's show. A big thanks to Greg for being here, producing with us. Yeah, thanks to, to Greg, the man. entire job. power grid, everybody who tweeted in and called Major respect, the show. All love. Uh, we'll still have shows next week regardless of what happens. That's what they say. So, you know, I, I go as you as you tell me. If you say we're on the air, I'm on the air. If you say we're not on the air, I'm not on the air. If you say, hey, I don't want to be on the air with you because I want to go and hop on Mark Madden's show, well, then, hey, you know what? You do that, and I'll just wait for the phone call, all right? So you just lead us, fearless leader, okay? I'm stealing your parking spot then on Monday down at the facility if I'm the leader. Oh, easy, big fella. (laughs) 
No one touches my pumpkin spice. Everybody enjoy the uh, the extended holiday weekend. Stay safe. Enjoy yeah, time with family and friends. Happy New Year, Happy Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Christmas. Beat those rat birds. Kwanzaa. And no matter what happens, if it's a Hanukkah. victory, if it's a victory Monday or if it's a funeral Monday, we'll be here for you. Same time, same place. Oh, man. As always, on your twenty four. Don't bring that negativity into the room, baby. Come on on your twenty four seven home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio.